Hello and welcome to this edition of EMS Now on tour with Informa 2022. Uh, Dita and I have had an exciting day so far. Um, we just completed the sixth EMS tour on our tour of these European EMS and our first in France. So let me give you a little background on what happened today and then we'll pull Dita in here and get some information. Uh, so we <coughs> Dita and I woke up in Germany today, and we're now at the end of the day, we're in France. We drove to uh, from uh, the Bonn area to Rouen, France, which is the a city in kind of northwestern France. Uh, very famous because it's the home of Joan of Arc. Uh, so for you history buffs, that's where that happened. We met today with the Astiel Flash Normandy facility. Uh, we were fortunate to meet with uh, Nicholas Dennis. He's the executive vice president for the uh, Western European uh, part of, uh, and he actually he has his particular purview is France and Tunisia. And then we also had, uh, and then we also had Fabrice Collin, who's the plant manager for the facility we toured. Uh, they were kind enough uh, to spend several hours with us, explain the, the business, give us an overview of Astiel Flash, which I'll mention here in a moment. And um, it was a very, very good tour, and we appreciated it. We Then after the tour, we got on the road for another two hours, and we're in the famous French town of Le Mans now. For you uh, race car drivers, you know what Le Mans is, and it is... Uh, uh, we haven't seen any of that because it's been dark, but uh, let me say a little bit about what we saw today. We were at the Normandy facility of Astiel Flash. Astiel Flash has got an interesting history. Um, it began as Astiel was founded in 1999. Uh, it grew through acquisitions. The Flash part of the name was added uh, in about 2005-2006, as I recall, when they acquired uh, Flash Electronics out of the uh, California in the San Francisco Bay Area. With that, they also acquired a facility in China that Flash had. Um, in turn, then, uh, Astiel Flash was acquired by USI, the Taiwanese-based EMS-ODM. Um, and USI, in turn, is owned by ASE, which is a large Taiwanese-based company on the semiconductor side of it doing a lot. So. In sum, this entire corporate from ASE down is r around a $20 billion entity. If we talk about just the USI and Astiel flash parts, which are really the EMS side of the business, um, in 2021, that combination was about $8.5 billion. They encompass 21 sites, 13 of which are in Europe. They also have facilities in Mexico and uh, uh, other, other parts of Asia. As I mentioned, the facility in Tunisia, we'll talk about Tunisia in a moment. Um, they have about 24,000 employees last year, 220 SMT lines globally, um, about three, over 3,900 engineers, and 565,000 square meters of manufacturing floor space. Um, so they really, and their model is to do, we're talking to as an EMS, but obviously they also do ODM, EMS, and what they call JDM, or Joint Design Manufacturing work, and they can go from semiconductor all the way through box build. So um, it is a very impressive company. It's a very large company with a lot of capability. Um, 
And so that's who we saw today. Dita, let me pull you into that after I did that little overview. Tell me a little bit about, let's talk about the mar big market first. We're in France today. We just, we, last week we met with five Swedish-based EMS. Today we met with our first French-based EMS. Um, relatively speaking, within Europe, how does France compare? You know, Sweden, I think you said, was about 6% of the market. Uh, the no, European Scandinavia was 6%. Scandinavia was 6%. Why don't you just tell the story yeah. here? Uh, Scandinavia was 6%, of which Sweden was 2.4%. In actual fact, France uh, with 8% is the second biggest uh, electronics market. I'm not just talking about production value. Uh, in regards to production value, it is 8% of the European market. Uh, <coughs> but it is a huge market uh, over here in Europe. In actual fact, the second biggest. And uh, STL Flash is a key player. Here, um, they do have uh, seven facilities in France. Um, and on top of that, they have one facility in the UK. They have four facilities in Germany, which used to be the former EN Electronic Network facilities, which them. they uh, bought uh, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they have one uh, subsidiary in the Czech Republic. And when they joined the USI network, uh, uh, they became the only factory of USI in Europe, uh, along with it, which was a factory in Poland. So, <coughs> uh, in Europe, they, uh, or no, not in Europe, in... Uh, well, I, uh, let me ask a quick question. For France, so... Astiel Flash, if you rank just the French EMS companies, where does Astiel Flash rank? Um, that is 125 uh, million uh, euros, and it brings uh, them to about number four or number five in, in France. Okay. Yeah, so um, in regards to the just the Astiel Flash businesses, uh, they are more than 620 million uh, in business because you have to realize it's not just Europe. Uh, Astro yeah. Flash has a facility in Mexico as well, and they have uh, uh, operations in China, and they have uh, operation in Tunisia. And the United States. And the oh, sorry, in yes. In I Fremont, California. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being so Eurocentric. Yeah, yeah well, y give I the U.S. some love. I had you so. here as yeah. the U.S. expert, uh, so okay. I didn't yeah, mention yeah, that. Yeah. I just wanted to test whether you realize that uh. I forgot this. Now, the interesting thing to me is if you think about uh, EMS footprints is, is, is low-cost regions, right? And that may be changing some. So in this case, and I'd like your opinion on that. So we always have talked Western and Eastern Europe. But in the case of, of, of Astiel Flash, they have Tunisia. Tunisia is a unique one. It's not Europe. It's on you know, northern coast of, uh, of Africa, obviously. And a lot of French companies have facilities there, although Zona, the largest uh, EMS in Europe, the German-based one, also has a facility there. But talk to me about, t tell me about Tunisia, and also, how does, is that an, ev 
emerging uh, low-cost region in, in competition with Eastern Europe? Now, if we look at what is called the Maghreb states uh, in Northern Africa, uh, the majority of those the states from history speak French, which is uh, for uh, uh, France or and the French people quite uh, an advantageous uh, situation because they don't have to speak a foreign language, right. number one. Number two is, if you look at those Maghreb states, uh, Tunisia is the most stable in regards to political uh, mm -hmm. situation, the most stable uh, state of all these uh, countries. Yeah, we remember uh, the revolutionary uh, uh, attempts in uh, in Egypt. Mm -hmm. uh, we know about the problems in Libya, and uh, so uh, today there are factories in uh, Tunisia, in Morocco, and in Algeria, all three French-speaking countries, and there is very good uh, connections, ferry connections from those countries over to France, to Marseille. So, uh, to them, it is definitely an alternative. Even so, if we look a little bit more... So, just an extended workbench for those companies? And uh, yes, even so, I wouldn't judge that whether it's really extended workbench. Uh, in the majority, it probably is, but I think some are as big that they invoice themselves to, to the customers. Yeah, but if I look, for example, at other big French companies, like for example, Lacroix has a big operation in in Poland. Um, Eolan has uh, a big operation in Estonia. Yeah, um, but uh, if we look at Tunisia, it has certain advantages, and that is not just uh, the fact that uh, uh, they speak French there. Uh, there is relatively high unemployment rate of more than 17%, which you have to search in Europe nowadays, especially with all the labor problems. And the second thing is... You mean to, you have to search to find one that high? Uh, yes, uh, in order to, to make sure that you uh, get uh, uh, sufficient labor. So there's sufficient labor available down there due to yes. the high unemployment. And the poor important part is it is well-educated labor because Tunisia has uh, a big electronics community with more than 20 EMS companies and on top there are several big OEM companies all manufacturing electronics in Tunisia. So you can expect uh, that people know uh, how electronics are being manufactured and you can easily get qualified people over there. How does it co compare cost-wise when you think of cost of labor with Eastern Europe? Uh, I can at this moment not make a qualified uh, comment about that. Um, make an unqualified one, just generally yes. speaking. Yes, uh, the unqualified is that uh, if you look at Eastern Europe, we are talking about revenues uh, per head of uh, uh, 60 to 90,000 euros per head. Mm -hmm. In Tunisia, we are talking about uh, 35 to 40,000 uh, okay. uh, in revenues per head, which gives you an indication what, what labor cost might be, even so I don't have that off my head. At no, moment. no, that's fair. I, I just was trying to get kind of a 
general sizing, right, so that we can compare that. So it's an interesting one to see. We'll visit with a couple more French EMS this week. We'll get their view of that and, and see, you know, how they are. I believe all of, both of them also have. Is that right? We're seeing Lacroix. We're seeing Lacroix, which has a subsidiary in, uh, um, in Poland. In Poland, and we are seeing uh, uh, all circuits. Uh, and you got me on this one because uh, I'm not sure. They, I know they have two facilities in uh, France. Uh, it it may be the Belgian beer that's messing with your memory here oh, this evening. Definitely, because <laughs> we are having some nice Belgian beer over here. Okay, let me ask you another question. Let's move off of Tunisia and get into one of the things that we noticed last week, and it seemed to at least be reflected today, is a lot of box build being done by, you know, so in the case of SEO Flash, what we we're saying is while they had SMT lines going, and we're certainly doing PCBA, we also saw a lot of lines where they're doing, and it's not just they do the PCBA, they do the full, uh, the full box build, they're packaging it, and at the end of the, all of these, these work cells, it was being packaged to be shipped direct to the customer. So that is, we don't have enough to reflect on France as a larger basis, at but, it, at least, but at least it's one, and it's consistent with what we were seeing last week. Oh, yes, it was, um, to be honest, it was a surprise. Uh, uh, we asked the question, and uh, they looked at us and they said, well, 100%. Uh, yeah. 100% of all our products, we uh, do not just do the uh, PCBA. We uh, build full yeah. systems, uh, and that is 100% of our business. That, for sure, was a surprise. Yeah, and, and that'll be interesting once we get a better idea of, uh, uh, of the sizing of the outsourcing here in, uh, in France. Um, by the end of the week, maybe we can make some comments about that. But it was certainly consistent with what we were seeing up in Sweden uh, in that regard. That it that, that the the OEMs are engaging with the EMS more fully beyond just PCBA <coughs> to do full box build to to take advantage. Well, th the other piece that we saw there was a lot of the repair that was going on, the repair services, and that's After in the contract. Services in general are picking up over here as well, yeah. and we tackled uh, this uh, part of the business and asked the question, "How is that developing?" And we got the answer that is a strong, growing business. Yep. No, exactly. I think in one of their products that we saw, kind of the the, the camera thing for 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 speed. Uh, for on the freeways. I didn't it's like those products, I, I have know, to say. Because you hit the brakes every time we go buy one out here. Yeah. It's, it's getting annoying, Dita. But anyway, but those require, there's a service piece to it that they once a year they need to be taken out, brought in, and be kind of repaired and refurbished and, and recalibrated, I guess is the Yeah, uh, they and to ask this question, they need to be recalibrated. Uh, and uh, the point is, uh, it is not that there is a real need for recalibration. Uh, what actually is a problem that everybody who is being caught speeding uh, normally goes to court and argues that the equipment is not calibrated anymore. So, uh, uh, and I know this from Germany as well, that uh, there is a very tight uh, calibration regulation in order to make sure to and to prove to, uh, to the courts um, that uh, the calibration is uh, 
uh, done every year and is very tight and there is no question whether uh, the speed measured was right or wrong it is right yeah, yeah? so <coughs> and when i ask the question uh, checking the calibration how much do you actually uh, see then they said it is 99.9 percent perfect Okay, um, let's talk about what goes on this week. Um, uh, the uh, re we leave tomorrow. We get up early. We're as Dita said, we're going to see two more EMS here in uh, in France. Then we're going to head up through Belgium, visit one, uh, the Netherlands, visit one, head back into Germany, and then on to Electronica a week from now. We'll be in Munich. So uh, those of you listening in, please keep listening in. We got lots more to talk about. Dita and I have talked about maybe some more trend-based shows that we're going to talk about rather than talking about a specific company, talk about some of these trends in isolation and talk and uh, give our thoughts on those. Um, in closing, I just want to say thank you again to the sponsors uh, of the uh, EMS Now on Tour, those being CalcioQuote, Kojuscan and Micronic. We thank you very much for your support in making this tour possible. Stay tuned. Talk again soon.